Thank you for downloading this episode of A History of Central Florida podcast. This is the podcast where we explore Central Florida's history through the artifacts found in local area museums and historical societies. This series is brought to you by Riches, the regional initiative to collect the history, experiences, and stories of Central Florida, and the Orange County Regional History Center. I am Bethany Dickens, and I will be your host for this episode titled Mosquito Beater. This particular podcast deals with an object called a mosquito beater and the way it evolved from being a tool in Central Florida to its place as a symbol of a way of life now gone. In Florida, especially, mosquito control has always been a pressing issue throughout the state. As a form of material culture, the mosquito beater represents Florida's early years of attempted mosquito control. Central Florida, in particular, has experienced numerous methods of mosquito control from the late 19th century to the present. Here, Dr. Gordon Patterson from the Florida Institute of Technology explains. Mosquitoes have occupied a place in Florida history that has determined both the way in which People have chosen where to live and how they've lived. In the late 19th and early 20th century, the broods of mosquitoes that would come off off the Indian River were of biblical proportions. Uh, Early settlers described dark, undulating clouds of mosquitoes that would rise and come across the landscape and descend upon them and bring a kind of pestilence that made their lives miserable and made them think fondly of their northern and midwestern homes that they'd abandoned for the sunshine state. This life cycle approach to understanding mosquito control traces the evolution of an object from one purpose to another. This episode's object had initially a utilitarian function, but when new methods replaced the mosquito beater, the beater did not disappear from the central Florida landscape like the horse and buggy or gaslight street lamps, but instead became a potent reminder of days gone by. As problematic as settlers found mosquitoes, new means and methods were always being researched to make the inhabitants of central Florida as comfortable as possible. These means of mosquito control, though, spread throughout the state and would later be supplemented with future research done about mosquito control. Today, however, mosquito beaters are unique to the community of Coco because they create a unique Central Florida identity that still persists. The mosquito beaters presented here are made of palm fronds tied together with rope. The mosquito beater came from the late 19th century and would have been used by an individual or family to kill mosquitoes around the home. As yellow fever was spreading throughout Florida in 1888, killing mosquitoes around one's home would have been the goal of any Florida family at this time. The mosquito beater, though, did not represent a means by which to control mosquitoes in the long term. George Speedy Harrell even remembers using a mosquito beater when he was growing up. 
The mosquito name, beater name, came about because before the discovery of DDT, the mosquitoes were so bad that you had a, a big brush. They would take the palm tree when the center bud was coming out and cut it and let it dry, and it's real tough when you do that. So you had those hanging outside of your door, and you came home, you beat mosquitoes off of you to keep from going in. I've had to beat mosquitoes off my mother hanging clothes on the clothesline well my brother milking our cow <laughs> it, it was terrible with the mosquitoes mosquito control has changed throughout central florida originally mosquito beaters were the norm for mosquito control as mr harrell emphasized earlier however Mosquito control in Florida has undergone many changes in the 20th century. From beaters to fish to chemicals, mosquito control in Central Florida was a hot topic that underwent enormous growth and development. Dr. Patterson tells us about these changes. So beginning in the early 20th century, you found all across the United States the use of oil, which is a chemical uh, means of controlling mosquitoes. In Florida, uh, and in some other places, it was discovered that a tiny fish of the genus Gambusia affinis, it's now simply called the mosquito fish, is a predaceous uh, consumer of mosquito larvae. And so fish, what was a biological means of control, were introduced into the waters which were breeding mosquitoes. And so mosquito control began, in a sense, uh, with uh, um, two different approaches, one a chemical, uh, and the other a biological. And in a sense, uh, during the first 30 or 40 years of the 20th century, those were the only means of approaching mosquito control, with the exception of the final, and that's a mechanical means of control, and that was putting up screens to keep mosquitoes out of the house. World War II also facilitated one of the first giant waves of people moving to Central Florida. From the mid-1940s onward, Florida continually saw large amounts of population growth and an influx of newcomers. It has become more common to find people who live in Florida who are not native-born Floridians than it is to find native-born Floridians. For this reason, preserving and identifying the unique facets of Florida's early culture is very important. The Mosquito Beaters Club, of which Mr. Harrell is one of the founding members, sought to do just that beginning in 1986. Preserving this identity is a very important aspect of the club. Dr. Nick Wynn, Director Emeritus of the Florida Historical Society, tells us about the club. And I think what they're trying to do is to not recapture uh, the good old days, I don't think you can do that, but I think they're trying to preserve what they consider to be the best values of a bygone uh, era. They, uh, this friendship, lifelong friendship, uh, a sense of camaraderie, and uh, they, uh, they go to great extremes to do this. If you've looked at their magazine uh, that they publish once a year, it's filled with stories of people uh, talking about, writing about things that aren't world-shattering, but they're important because it just triggers a memory in, in 
um, they call it the memory book, and uh, it's true, and I think that's what they're doing. And they realize, as I do as I get a little bit older, that times are changing, and um, people no longer have the same viewpoint or the same experiences or even have uh, 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 the sense of values that they had before. They're changing, too. And I can well understand it. I'll be 70 my next birthday, and I can well understand this desire to hang on to those things that played an important role in your life or uh, and try to preserve them and pass what you can to the younger generation. The importance in preserving culture is not one that is unique to Central Florida. However, the mosquito beater as a tool to combat mosquitoes is. As it is an item that no longer retains the practicality it had in earlier times, native cocoa residents adapted it to symbolize a period in time they feel is now lost. Many of those who founded the Mosquito Beater Club, though, are aging and are not going to be around forever to inform Central Floridians about the impact that the mosquito beater had on Central Florida's culture. It will fall to the children and grandchildren of these people to continue this memory. The rapid growth of Central Florida, though, creates a unique situation for many of those whom this responsibility will rest. Here is Dr. Wynn. What's happening, I'm sorry to say, is that the founding members are slowly one by one dying off and it's now being passed to their children and these are children who left the confines of a small town like Cocoa in Brevard County and they moved out in the world and it's going to be interesting to see if they cling to uh, this allegiance or this memory as strongly as their parents did and if the mosquito beaters can survive, say, the next decade, they'll be around a long time. Though mosquito beaters seem like a commonplace item, they played an important and distinctive role in Central Florida society. Not only have they impacted the past as tools to kill mosquitoes, but they have also served as a unifying symbol in the present for native-born Floridians. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of A History of Central Florida podcast. For more information about the mosquito beaters featured in this episode, visit the Florida Historical Society at 435 Brevard Avenue, Cocoa, Florida, 32922. Make sure to join us for our next episode titled Bolita.